Welcome to the Life Fellowship Ministries International Broadcast. Our mission is to develop, maintain, and model personal intimacy with Jesus Christ. And now, join us for the Life Fellowship Experience. talking about prophecy so when we talked about uh, speaking in tongues it, there's a connection there between speaking in tongues and prophecy a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church as we talked about last week prophecy is greater than speaking in tongues which must be interpreted to strengthen the church so again I'm not going to go back over all that uh, we've talked about that extensively the last couple of weeks and so you may say, well, what, what is prophecy? What really is prophecy? Prophecy is the Lord speaking to us in three primary ways, I think, are the Bible. As we read our Bible, it's the living word. And so as we read the word, the Lord is speaking to us. Uh, the Holy Spirit can speak to us directly. And then the Holy Spirit can speak to us through other people. Now, these are the, what I consider the three primary ways, but there are other ways. I mean, the Word says that creation testifies of the Lord. And so you may be out and, and you may see a bird fly by or you may look at a flower or a tree or something like that. And God can speak to us through those things. And he can speak through, to us through dreams and visions. So this is not only, it's not only these three things, but these are the three primary ways. The thing is, I think if we're open to receive and hear and listening to the Lord, I think he will speak to us. So uh, I've never heard an audio, audible voice. Now I've talked to some that have ha heard an audible voice. And I know other I know people that have. But the, the thing is, is that God wants us to connect with Him. And, you know, when, when my wife and I are driving, uh, most of the time, we don't have to have a conversation. We both like to talk a lot. But, you know, have you ever been with somebody you love and, and you're just quiet? You don't have to be talking. You don't have to be doing anything. You're just together. And so many times I think the Lord just wants to be together with us. He doesn't need to be talking to us and... You know, sometimes just being in his presence. And, and so I mostly hear from the Lord when I'm alone, where I, where I really can get alone with God in a quiet place, and I'm engaged with him. I've reduced the distractions in my life and, and the things around me, and I've intentionally set aside time just to be with him. And that's generally when I hear from the Lord the most. Our sensitivity and recognition... Uh, the voice of the Holy Spirit increases as we grow and mature spiritually. And then also as we develop our greater intimacy with Him. You know, there are times when my wife can give me a look. And I know what that look means. <laughs> and so I think it's the same thing with the Lord. He just wants to give us a spiritual look sometimes. To maybe just to say, hey, I'm thinking about you today. And as you're walking, as I go out and walk on the property almost every day, I may look down and see a little flower there. It may be a weed, but it's flowering. And it's a, it's a reminder of God's love for me that He sees me and He blesses me with that little flower. Just, you know, little things like that that God can and, and will do for us and wants to do. So we're talking about prophecy this morning. Why do we need prophecy? Why do we need that? 
I have three points as normal. Uh, my first point is prophecy informs us. I've heard people say, or people have asked me, God speaks to you? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> uh, does, does he ever tell you about things to come? Yeah. See, the Lord speaking to us should not be something that's uncommon. It should be a regular thing that we, especially as believers, that we have a continuous engagement and encountering with him. And, and, and some people miss that. And Man, if, if we miss this, this level and depth of relationship with him, we're, we're, missing. we're missing something. A lot, probably. And so that's why I'm really excited about this series, The Gifts from the Holy Spirit, that we understand the gifts, that we are open to the gifts, that we uh, understand the application of the gifts. Jesus is our Redeemer and is also a prophet. Jesus filled three, three offices, prophet, priest, and king. Let's go to John chapter 14, 15 through 17. Some of these scriptures we've been talking about a lot the last few weeks, but Jesus said, if you love me, obey my commandments. You know, that's, that's not real difficult to understand. So are we not from a legalistic, ritualistic approach, but are we obeying his commandments because we have this relationship with him? And whenever I, would, uh, whenever I was growing up, I wanted to do what my parents asked, not because I would just get the belt if I didn't, but I, I wanted to honor them. And I knew that they were looking out for my welfare. And so we need to understand that the Lord is looking out for our welfare as well. Verse uh, 16 says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. Some versions say counselor. And he's talking about the Holy Spirit here. He says, and he goes on to say, he is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. So again, we've talked about this a lot over the past few weeks, but sometimes we need to know the real truth because there are a lot of truths out there, right, that people are presenting. In fact, uh, last week we had someone blocking our posts on Facebook because they said they were uh, partially false. They weren't. So I had to spend a lot of time contacting Facebook to say, hey, look, why are you allowing these false fact checkers to block us when we're presenting the truth? Because, you know, most anything that could be said, somebody could say, well, that's partially false. But, but the truth, the Holy Spirit is revealing all truth to us so that we can discern, so that we can navigate through all the muck and the mire and get to the truth. And Jesus is the truth. Uh, reading on in verse 17, the world cannot receive him, speaking of the Holy Spirit, because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. When we were lost, did, were we looking for the Lord? Were we looking for the Holy Spirit? You know, we may have been at the club looking for another spirit, liquor, <laughs> but we weren't looking for the Holy Spirit. The world is not looking for the Lord or the Holy Spirit either. But when we walk into a room, do we understand that we are carrying the presence and the Holy Spirit with us when we walk into that room? And so someone may not have a clue as, what they're, as to what they're experiencing 
It's okay. Because we are filled with the Holy Spirit, and when we walk into that room, something changes. Something shifts in the atmosphere. It should shift in the atmosphere. But let's read on what Jesus says. But you know him, speaking again of the Holy Spirit, because he lives with you now and later will be in you. Okay, they knew Holy Spirit because Jesus was with them. And he says, you know him now because I am here in your presence and Holy Spirit is with me. Holy Spirit and Jesus are one. So they knew Holy Spirit because he was with them. Let's back up to verse 6 and 7. Jesus told him, speaking of Thomas, emphasis mine here, Jesus told Thomas, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. If you, in verse 7, if you had really known me, you would know who my Father is. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. You have seen him because if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Jesus and the Father are one. And I love, I love the disciples. You know, they, they were dense sometimes, <laughs> like I am. And, yeah, and, and Philip says, well, just show us the Father and we'll be satisfied. And Jesus said, Philip, really? Have I been with you all this time? I just told you, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. And let's go back up to verse 17. But you know him, speaking of the Holy Spirit, because he lives with you now and later will be in you. Jesus and the Holy Spirit are one. So Jesus is speaking in present time, and he's speaking futuristically. Because let's look at the end of that scripture. Uh, But you know him, the Holy Spirit, because he lives with you now, and later will be in you. So he's speaking prophetically. And, and so last week uh, we unpacked Pentecost when Jesus said, I want you to go to Jerusalem and stay there until the Father sends the gift, which was the Holy Spirit. And, and we talked about how the Holy Spirit was poured out on the believers. And so it fulfills what Jesus was telling them in verse 17. And later will be in you. Jesus told of, of many coming events. He was very prophetic. And... Uh, you know, the Lord is speaking to us. I know the Lord speaks to us that are listening. And as we're developing that sensitivity to hearing His voice and then responding appropriately. And so we've talked a lot about the last few weeks, about over the past five years, some of the words the Lord has given to me for us as a church. The Lord is speaking. He's speaking to His people. To lead them and guide them into all truth. Jesus said that the Holy Spirit will tell us of of the future. Things to come. Why? Why do we need prophecy? Because it's for us. It's for the world around us. So we can minister effectively to people. And so that we can be encouraged. I'm getting ahead of myself here. Uh, Matthew 18, uh, 28, 18 through 20. You know, Jesus came and told his disciples, I've been given all authority in heaven and earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all that I've taught you. Teach these disciples to obey all the commands and know that I'll be with you even till the end of the age. So I know we know that scripture, but how is Jesus always with us when he's seated at the right hand of God? So in Romans chapter 8, Paul is talking about our security in Christ. 
how we are secure in Christ because it's not based on our performance. It's based on his grace and his love for us and our simple acceptance of him, right? And so Paul is talking about our security in Christ. And in verse 34, he says, who then will condemn us? No one for Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand pleading for us. Wait a minute. I thought, I thought we just read he will be with us always, even till the end of the age. Jesus is with us through the presence of the Holy Spirit. Yes. He is the advocate. He's the counselor. He's the helper that Jesus sent to us. So prophecy informs us. Prophecy encourages us. Hearing and receiving prophecy encourages us to know the Lord is with us and is speaking to us. If, if I call my wife and she never answered the phone or picked up the phone and, and, and didn't say anything, I, I, are you there, honey? Are you there? Is it a bad connection? <laughs> and so when the Lord is speaking to us, it encourages us in this relationship. I remember the first word of prophecy that I recognized. Thinking back, there's probably been a lot of words of prophecy spoken over me that I just didn't realize was prophetic. But I remember... We were in a service, and, and this man that moved in the prophetic gifting, he called me out, and he said, part of what he said was uh, I'm, that I was called to preach. He said, you're called to preach. And, and part of it was, he said, I'm getting 15 years on this. And, and he shared some other things. He said, I'm not really sure what this means, but this is what I feel the Lord is giving me to give to you. And, you know, I would be in the lab working sometimes, and I'd, I'd be thinking about that word. I'm like, I'm called to preach. And I would think back when I was four or five years old, we'd come home from church and, and I would preach to my, my, my family, probably even get the dog out there, you know. And, and it would be really interesting to see or to hear what I was actually preaching. But I would think about those things. And I'm like, here I'm working in the lab, you know, and I'm like, wow, I'm called to preach 15 years. And you know what happened? It happened. <laughs> I was thinking back and I was like, wow. The, the, when I started preaching, it was like 15 years after this. And another uh, man of God, a prophet of God that moved in the prophetic, well, before I say that, let me say this. Pastor Christina and I had just bought a home, and uh, it was a beautiful home. It was like a 50-year-old home, red, red oak hardwood floors throughout on a half an acre, big tree. You know, it was a beautiful place, and, uh, but it was like 50 years old. So we had done some remodeling to it and, and fixing it up, and it was, it was perfect. I mean, it was great. Loved it. And, uh, and so we went to the service, and this man that moved in the prophetic said that, he said, I see you sitting at your kitchen table looking at plans to build a new house. Now, at that time, we had no intention of moving. I was like five minutes from my job. Uh, my dad had had a massive stroke, and so we were about even less than that from my parents' house. So if my mom needed some help or my dad needed... So we, we didn't have any plans to move. And I didn't mean this disrespectfully, but I was kind of thinking, well, praise God. Going to build us a new house? We'll, we'll take a new house. But I, I didn't understand, really, the gravity of that. And then... Le years later, um, the company that I worked for closed the tech center down, and, and Steve Palman and I were a handful of people that they transferred to the Clear Lake area. 
And, and the interesting thing with that, too, is the, the company told us that they were not going to transfer anybody in our position to Houston from Corpus Christi. Well, guess what? A few of us got transferred. And, and so one day before we moved, I'm sitting at the table, and I'm looking at plans for a new house that we ended up building up here. And so when those kinds of things happen, it's an encouragement. It's like, wow. Wow, God, you're speaking to me, and I'm hearing, and I'm receiving, and you're bringing those things to fulfillment. And so what it does is it builds our relationship and, and, help, and encourages us to know that we are, we are indeed hearing from the Lord. That, yeah, he's really speaking to me. He's really telling me of things to come. And now I'm seeing those things come to fruition. So that should not be an anomaly. That should not be something that rarely happens it should be part of our lifestyle and the fabric of this relationship that we have with the Lord so he's given me many prophetic words some of which I've shared with you some are for this congregation some are for individuals that I've shared some are just for me some are just information to help me to lead this church the Lord doesn't always tell us everything. He wants to build our faith and trust in Him. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I just can't stop talking about our property. I love it out there. But you know, that, and you, some of you have heard the story, but when, when I went to look at the land, there were other people looking at it, and uh, they had just reduced the price by 25%. And I, I told our realtor, I said, hey, should we should negotiate on the price? He said, I don't think you should neg negotiate. I think you ought to. I think you ought to go for it. And, and, and as, as I was praying, I felt Holy Spirit, clearly I heard Holy Spirit say, if you don't buy this land, you will regret it. That's all, that's all I needed. We jumped on it, called the realtors, got the contract going and everything. And uh, that day, I got a letter of commitment from the bank, which I found pretty amazing. And... Uh, I didn't know that we'd get the mineral rights and pay 75, 80% of our mortgage. I didn't know that. I didn't know that a subdivision that had been planned for 40 years was now coming to fruition. And so in some ways, this, I think this was kind of a test for me. Do I trust, do I trust him? Because how much faith would it have taken... If the Lord would have said, if you don't buy this land, you're going to regret it because I'm going to give you the mineral rights that are going to pay the majority of the mortgage. I'm going to put in a subdivision right next to you with hundreds of homes. I mean, that would have been, duh, okay, let's buy it. But see, he didn't give me all that information. And he could have. But I think he was saying, okay, let's see if you trust me. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel like it, you're working. Do we trust him? But here's the things that I saw. I saw a 93-year-old house that was really wonderful, beautiful. Some of you saw the house. But it needed a lot of work, probably $60,000, $80,000 to restore it. And we didn't really need a house or an office, we, classrooms. We need a building, right? So I saw this old house that needed a lot of work. I saw a beautiful piece of property with huge oak trees. 
a beautiful land area that had been neglected for probably a decade that needed a lot of work, had a lot of potential. You know how you define potential? (laughs) M-O-N-E-Y. But I trusted God. I, I have this relationship with Him where I trust Him. And so, see, he will speak the language of, of our heart. And I understood what, what he was saying when he said, if you don't buy this, you're going to regret it. I'm like, okay, that's all I need. Yes, sir, we're buying this thing. And so God will speak to us if we are willing, if we will put aside our own emotions, our own thoughts, our own will and desire, and just say, Lord, I'm coming to you with an uh, empty slate here. What do you want to say to me? And I'm willing to receive whatever it is you tell me. So walking in faith will often bring us very wonderful surprises. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. If we see it, it's not faith. And so we know that the Word says it's impossible to please God without faith. We know that faith is a critical part of this relationship. But trust and and obedience is is key to that as well. Prophecy informs us. Prophecy encourages us. Prophecy brings correction, corrects us. And we see all three of these elements demonstrated in the Bible. Proverbs 3.12 says, For the Lord corrects those he loves, just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. The Lord corrects us because He loves us. There are numerous accounts where Israel was taken captive because, primarily because they turned away from God. They were worshiping these pagan gods and idols. And when it concerns me what I see happening in this nation because we are trying to push God out, even trying to push Him out of the church, And so the Lord would tell the the Israelites, don't do this. If you do, there will be consequences. And time after time, they did what he told them not to do, and there were consequences. And they would be taken into captivity, and then they cry out to God, oh God, deliver us, and he'd deliver them. But how many times did that happen? How many times does that happen with us? Oh, God, get me out of this jam. I shouldn't have bought that whatever. I shouldn't have gone there. I shouldn't have done that. How many times has God delivered us from our foolish decisions or decisions where we're not really seeking Him? Oh, I'm going to go do it. Lord, will you bless this? Well, I'm really, it's a little late. (laughs) In Numbers 13 and 14, I'm not going to read this all, but the Lord told them to take the promised land. He said, send 12 spies out, and 10 of them came back. And they said, no, no, it's beautiful, but there's big giants, and there's all these things. And two, Joshua and Caleb said, look, we can take the land. Had they forgotten where they had just come from, the deliverance and all the things that the Lord had brought them through, like this was going to be a problem to take the promised land? And so there were ten, these ten incited rebellion against the Lord. 
And God struck them dead. And then the people said, okay, all right, we'll go now. And Moses said, no, it's too late now. No. You should have gone when God said go, but you were resistant. You wouldn't do what the Lord was. So now, no. So now you're going to wander in the desert for 40 years. Delayed obedience is disobedience. Because many times when God says to do something, He wants us to do it right then, right, right now. And I've shared the story. I, I hadn't talked to a good friend of mine for many months, and the Lord impressed on me to call him that day. I was busy, probably writing a sermon. Lord, I'm busy. I don't have time. <laughs> And, and so I called him and he said, hey, Mark, thanks for calling. My mom just died today. Now, I could have called him a week later. But God said, I want you to call your friend Rick today. Delayed obedience is disobedience. There are numerous accounts of Israel suffering due to disobedience. And we don't have to look that far. We can look in the world around us. We might be able to even look in the mirror and see the consequences and suffering due to our disobedience. And I'm sure we've all disobeyed the Lord at some point in time and, and said, okay, look, I, I want to learn from this. I want to make sure I seek Him before I make these decisions. Blessings follow obedience. Disobedience negates blessings. So my first point is prophecy informs us. second point is prophecy encourages us. My third point is prophecy corrects us. Now, I want to do something a little bit different today. Um, we're going to have a lecture and a lab. I didn't care for the lectures too much, but I love the lab, especially in chemistry. Get that Bunsen burner going. Let's burn something up. Let's see what we can blow up over here. <laughs> so today we're going to have a lab, and we're going to practice what I've been talking about today. And uh, here's what I want to do. I want every one of us to take time to listen to Holy Spirit. Now, if you want to take your chair and you want to move off to the side, but I don't want anybody talking. I don't want any distractions. I want us to intently quiet our mind, quiet ourselves, and listen and ask the Lord what He wants to say to us because I think the Lord wants to speak to every one of us. And so I, uh, Steve is handing out some paper and some pens. I don't know if he's handing out pens yet. Uh, huh? Okay. So if, if you need a pen, raise your hand and uh, somebody will get one to you. So I want you to take some time and I want you to get along with God for a few minutes. We're not going to rush through this, okay? There's no hurry. And I want you to, to write down what you hear the Lord saying. Okay? Okay? Okay, okay, all right, all right. Well, let me, let me pray first before we do this. Lord God, I pray that you would speak to every single one of us right now. And this is going to be maybe different for somebody. Maybe somebody's never even thought about this, that you would actually speak to them. But Lord God, we're praying that you would speak to us right now. Maybe you're watching online, get a piece of paper, get in a quiet space and and uh, a pen, and, and let's just write down what we feel like the Lord is saying to us right now. Thank you, 
Okay. All right. Did uh, did you get something? Did anybody get anything in here? Raise your hand. Let me see. Okay. All right. And if if you didn't get anything, it's okay. <laughs> God still loves you. You know, sometimes, uh, like I was saying, God God just wants to be with us. He's not always talking to us, but I think there are times when He wants to speak to us. And this could be something that you've never done before or has never happened to you, but that's okay. It's good. It's good. And this happens when we get along with God. Um, so did, did anybody feel like they got a word for the church, or uh, was, were these all personal words? You feel like you got something for the church? Okay. All right. Okay. Um, and this, this is a word that has kind of been resonating with me for the past a few days, breakthrough. And so as I was praying uh, here this morning, I felt like the Lord was saying, this is a season of breakthrough. It's a season of breakthrough. Breakthrough happens as we yield. In other words, as we listen and obey, He breaks through for us. He breaks the chains. He breaks addictions, those things. So he is the one doing the breakthrough, and we are just following his lead, and we have the victory because he has done the, victory, uh, the breakthrough for us, that we are able to walk in victory. So now, uh, I appreciate all these words, and I appreciate, I'm, I'm sure the Lord has spoken to, to, to all of you. And what we find many times, again, is that the Lord will speak to us directly. And His Word is for us, but it can be applicable to the, the larger body of Christ. Um, and the reason that, uh, that I was asking everybody what their Word was, because there, there's, there's a gatekeeper. There's a gatekeeper, and, and until we uh, develop a prophetic team... Pastor Christine and, and I will be the gatekeepers because what can happen is sometimes uh, it can be a personal word and it's a good word, but it's not necessarily what the Lord wants to share with the overall body. And then sometimes it is for the body. And so uh, uh, God will give us discernment on whether that word is to be shared or not. And because when we get a word from the Lord... Uh, it could be a right-on word, but it could be just for us. It could be that it's for more than just us, but the timing is not right. It may be right for another time. And so the word says that the prophets are subject to the prophets. In other words, there's accountability between the prophets. And so if there's something that someone brings... But we have the discernment to say, well, maybe that's not right, or maybe that's not for the overall body, maybe that's just for you. We, we have to have the, uh, the availability and the sensitivity to know what the Lord wants. Because sometimes people will say things, and it's like, you know, you may think that's a word from the Lord, but I'm not, in my discernment, I'm not sensing that that's a word from the Lord or that's not a word for our congregation. Um, my role is to lead and feed and, and to protect. 
And so we are always going to do that. And there, so there's a proper protocol. And, and so if, if you come and you say, hey, listen, I've got a word from the Lord. And we say, well, we're not going to share that right now or maybe later. Don't get offended, okay? Just trust us. And there have been people that have given words. Uh, and, and we've shared those words. So, but the point of, of today is that we want to encourage all of us to be sensitive and open to the Holy Spirit speaking to our hearts and lives. That's the most important part because the Lord can speak to the church. He does. That's why he has pastors, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for equipping the saints. And so many times, I would say most times, probably the words that we get are for us individually. Or maybe for somebody in our sphere of influence. Maybe our family member or a co-worker or someone like that. But keep in mind... Whenever we're speaking for the Lord, there's an accountability. And I don't want to scare you with this, but the prophets of old, if they were incorrect, they were stoned. They were killed. And so I'm very, very cautious about saying the Lord says. The Lord says this. Because then if, you know, if it doesn't register with somebody, they may say, oh, well, you know, I don't want to go against the Lord. But we need to use discernment to know if this is generally a, a word of, a prophetic word will be confirmation or if it's correction it may not feel like confirmation but that's where trust in leadership that's where trust in the holy spirit that's where trust in not getting caught up in our emotions can help keep us out of the ditch so just some things that that i want wanted to share about the prophetic is that uh you know th- there have been I remember Pastor Robert Morris said that there was a guy that stood up in their congregation and began to prophesy, and he had the, his usher shut him down. And the guy came, came to Pastor Robert after his service. He was really upset. He said, I had a word for this church. And Pastor Robert said, am I your pastor? He said, no, you're not. He said, you're not my prophet. There are people, there are people that... Pastor Robert has in his congregation that he knows moves in the prophetic and he trusts them. They're not listening to some strange spirit because we need to test the spirits. We need to test the prophecy. And so there has to be gatekeepers in order to do that. And as we grow and as we have people coming from all kinds of backgrounds, all kinds of situations, you can have anybody can stand up and say, I have a word from the Lord. And it could be a word from the enemy. You know what I'm saying? So we just need to be careful. And so whenever you're speaking, whenever you feel like God's given you a word, you need to really listen and make sure. And I would say, this is what I feel the Lord is saying to you. You, you pray about it and see if the Lord gives you confirmation. And then just be obedient. And sometimes God will challenge us. Listen, it, it's a challenge to speak a word, a, pro, a prophetic word, knowing the responsibility that we have that goes along with that. And also being sensitive that we are saying exactly what the Lord wants us to say. And ask Him if, if He wants us to tell them. Or is now the right time? Whenever I'm sitting before the Lord and He's giving me a word, I go really slowly, word by word. Okay, Lord, you said I must learn to release those who stubbornly refuse to yield to you. Intentionally, 
pour into those who are genuinely seeking me. Time is short. And so as, I'm go- as God is giving me this, I'm going through word by word. Is this the right word that you want me to say? Because many times the Lord will use words that I wouldn't normally use. And so I don't want to filter God's word through my emotions or what I would say because it's not my word. It's his word speaking through me or to me through me. So those are just some cautions, just some things that that I want us to be aware of. I don't want you to run from prophecy. I don't want you to be to be fearful. But let's just be sober-minded about the word and what God is giving to us because it has an eternal impact. All right, you guys good with that? All right, you ready to press into him more?